Look, it was absolutely a try. Believe me, I know it. Everybody knows it. Scotland should have won big time. I know everything about rugby more than everything. I invented it. It was definitely a try. It's a total conspiracy, the highest level of conspiracy. I'm going to throw France out of NATO. Next on a magnificent MLR Weekly, Old Glory co-owner and great American Chris Dunlavey, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, and John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for joining us once again. We have a huge show for you, including the co-owner of Old Glory DC, a great American, Chris Dunlavey. We also have a great Canadian-American or American, but from Canada, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. But before we get to them, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break with John Fitzpatrick down in Washington, DC. John Welcome back to the program. What the flock are you doing? I was driving in a getaway car. I was riding in a getaway car. I was... Oh, sorry, Matt. Still glowing from Taylor Swift winning the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know what? We are... We're, we're Swifties here. We're Swifties. Shake, and remember, shake, when shake it comes to this show and what you do, you belong to me. Next. Matt, you've got that James Dean daydream look in your eye. That must mean some MLR preseason matches are starting this week. That's right. Two games on Friday. The Seattle Seawolves are hosting the Pacific Pride, and then the San Diego Legion are going to host the Chicago Hounds at Chula Vista Athlete Elite Center or something like that. First MLR preseason hitouts of the season. Matt, are you excited? I am excited. I'm dang darn good, darn dang excited. Uh, but uh, do you have? A, how old is your daughter? There's none of your information. That's creepy. Well, I'm just wondering why you know Taylor Swift lyrics, which is even creepier than me asking you that question. That's a love story, baby. Just say yes. All right. Yeah, very excited about the preseason because behind the preseason is the full season, and I'm really excited about that. Next. Hey, old glory DC fans may have gotten some bad blood when they saw that wing Damian Hoyland back in Scotland training with his old Edinburgh club, but fear not, talked with DC ownership and they assured us that Damon Hoyland will be in DC in time for the start of the MLR season. That's good news for all glory DC fans as that back line is starting to really come into form. Well, and also, you know, he's not in Scotland in a pub and having pub sightings. He's with a professional rugby team, a good one, training with them so he's going to come in in top form don't worry and coincidentally we have a co-owner of old glory chris dunlavey waiting in the wings and i understand that you also spoke to him this week on your podcast and people should go to that where do they go john well matt i'm telling you i'm telling you the glorious rugby podcast you can find it wherever you listen to all your podcasts 
Very nice. Very nice. What else do you have for us? Next. Well, Matt, last but certainly not least, Super Rugby Americas, they kick off their 2024 season this weekend, week one. The American Raptors are traveling down to Argentina to take on Los Dogos. You can catch that, I think, on ESPN+. Plus. Not to be confused with Los Perros, right? No, no, no. All right, and I think Dallin Stanford is on the in the on the call of that. Our our, our good friend Dallin, is that accurate? That is correct. And Brian Vizard of U.S. Rugby Foundation oh, as well. Oh, they put the ba- they put the band back together. Bands back together. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, what else you got? Matt, that's it. Just one more time for Taylor Swift. All right. Well, you know what? Your cheer captain. I'm in the bleachers. You're wearing short skirts. Short skirts. I'm wearing sneakers. On that note, I want to thank Mr. John Fitzpatrick for coming in and us creeping you out. Let's break for commercial before we bring in Chris Dunlavy or get arrested by the gendarmes. (laughs) We'll be right back. Digs like a demented mole there. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we're back with Mr. Chris Dunlavy, not to be confused with Dunleavy which some announcers have said on the air in the past and have been crucified for, rightfully so. But Mr. Chris Dunlavey, co-owner of Old Glory DC, welcome back to MLR Weekly. Hello again, Matt. Great to see you again, as always. And uh, appreciate the opportunity to share some thinking on the show. Well, I'm honored to have you, sir, and I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. What with the season? Just weeks away, and you guys have had a very busy off-season, including gaining new partners, a new head coach, which became as a bit of a surprise, and a new venue. Let's follow the money. Let's start with the new partners. Tell us about them. Okay, great. Well, ever since uh, Old Glory was founded, uh, Paul Sheehy and I, who were the founders, have been looking to build out a uh, a continuously uh, more diversified uh, group of investors, just part of our long-term strategy to ensure the sustainability of the club by making sure we've got a diverse set of of uh, sources for our financial backing and also bringing people to the table that bring a lot of strategic value along with them. You're right. In this offseason, we added uh, three key investors. Uh, one is a gentleman named Pablo Calderini. Um, he uh, He's an Argentine uh, uh, by origin, but uh, has been living and working in uh, New York and, and Connecticut for many years in, in finance. Um, he's been very successful. Uh, and like many Argentines, he's he's a lover of rugby. And our uh, GM last year, uh, Marcelo Blanco, uh, is an old friend of his and introduced us. And uh, Pablo wanted in on the, the game. So he is a uh, 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 partner uh, in Old Glory now. Um Uh, We also, at a similar time, added uh, two other gentlemen. Uh, The first one is named Paxton Baker. Uh, Paxton is a longtime uh, figure in uh, the D.C. business community and really the sports community, uh, sports business community internationally. 
Uh, he's, uh, for many years, has been the chair of the Minority Owners Group for the Washington Nationals uh, Baseball Club. He's a former uh, BET executive, was active for many years in their uh, development and promotion of, of live events, and uh, has act been actively involved in ownership of other sports uh, clubs in the D.C. area, including our NWSL team, the Washington Spirit, um, and the Washington Castles, a, a professional uh, tennis team that's been playing here for years. One thing that um, Paxton has brought to the table is an awful lot of great relationships in the entertainment community, including the gentleman who became our third investor this year, and that's uh, Verdeen White, which uh, for most people, if that name doesn't ring a bell for you, uh, you'll just remember him as the, the uh, one of the founders and longtime bass player for the band Earth, Wind & Fire. Yes. So that has changed up our theme songs a little bit. Um, <laughs> we love having Verdeen uh, join in with us. It's funny. He says, you know, for decades now, he's had his name all over the entertainment press, um, got all the notoriety he cared for. But his happiest moment was this year when, for the first time, he got his name in Sports Illustrated because wow. of his investment in Old Glory and MLR. So um, he's having some fun. He looks good in our jersey, too. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? I, I guess my one for a quick question. Do you have to pay for the rights to use Earth, Wind & Fire songs in the stadium? Uh, he hasn't busted me on it yet. But... <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> right? We'll see. Right, let's, let's shift to the on-the-pitch aspect of this now. You got a new head coach, and it came of a, as a bit of a surprise. We ended up hiring Josh Sims, who was a terrific coach for us in, in 23. Uh, took us to the playoffs for the first time and in fact advanced in the playoffs for the first time um, and really I think established a, a core of players last year that we're going to be heavily committed to keeping together and developing some cohesion with over the next few years. Unfortunately in the MLR it's still true that the uh, success breeds a lot of interest uh, from uh, clubs and leagues overseas and Josh was recruited by uh, by Zebra in the URC uh, and is now uh, coaching uh, over there in, in Italy. Um, so we had to uh, determine who was going to be our leader going forward. And uh, fortunately, uh, one of the, the candidates that we had been very interested in before uh, remained available, and that was Simon Cross. Um, and in fact, uh, the logistics uh, for him making a move actually worked out better than they would have um, he was a Scottish international, although he was coaching defense for uh, the Dragons in, in Wales uh, when we when we picked him up. Um, so we also like the fact that he was a, a very heavily defensive minded coach. Um, we, we feel like we've put a lot of very high quality teams on the pitch over the last few years, but we really would have liked at times some more consistency in the defense. I think there were a number of games where we, our guys would play phenomenally, uh, but we might uh, give up an easy try or two early, go into a hole and have a hard time digging our way back out. So we think we think that kind of uh, defensive focus is much more cons uh, able to help us uh, remain consistent in, in the way we play and the way we uh, keep games close and and uh, and pull out the wins we need to, as well as um, some some really uh, strong. Uh, kicking coaching that we've been getting uh, across the team uh, coming in for the last uh, uh, few weeks uh, while we've been in preseason training. It may not be the flashiest 
uh, style of play that Old Glory has ever shown? There have been a number of times you've been very focused on uh, that really wide open, uh, quick strike kind of offense. I think you'll see less of that now. It's going to be much more about keeping control of, of field position, um, playing in their half, and um, taking our shots where we can. The Maryland Soccerplex. It's a beautiful yeah. complex. It was originally planned for soccer, and it has just you know, dozens of uh, recreational and, and youth level uh, playing fields for, uh, for league play and the like. Um, but it's got a, a beautiful central stadium that uh, is one of those that it's, it's a, a seating bowl that goes down from ground level. So you enter a concourse level, the field is below you and the bowl, seating bowl wraps around that. And that, that means that no matter where you are on the concourse or the surrounding plazas, uh, you're always connected to the game. So we're really excited that we're able to going to give our players and visiting ML MLR players, excuse me, uh, a great playing surface to play on. Grass is safer, better for the game. Uh, it's going to be better for our players' uh, limbs and and joints for the long term. Uh, and we're very excited about being there. It's uh, it's going to be a terrific venue for us. What is a successful season for Old Glory? I'm I'm feeling very confident that we're gonna we're gonna play better than we did last year, which was pretty good, having made it into the playoffs. So I'm anticipating a uh, more consistent style of play throughout the season. Uh, we're gonna make the playoffs, and and we're gonna take our shot at at uh, uh, going all the way this year. So it's hard to guarantee uh, the MLR Shield, um, especially since we know we're not the only ones who have really enhanced. Uh, and growing our rosters over the last year. It's been a lot of uh, great new talent coming into the league this offseason. But uh, we're very confident we're going to be there as part of the conversation all the way down to the end of this thing. And uh, 2024 is going to be Old Glory's year. All right. So, Chris, it's no secret that you're an American. You're a great American. You said your your team is red, white, and blue. It's named after yep. the flag, Old Glory. Yep. Uh, will you accept anything but crushing the anthem? I, I'm a big, I'm going to be a big fan of the anthem. Uh, anytime they're not playing Old Glory, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that was a that that we'll see how effective it is over time in really uh, maturing the the talent and and the capabilities and the skill sets of domestic players. Um, but to me, the most important thing about that is it it showed that USA Rugby, World Rugby, and the MLR can come together to do a major initiative. I think this is going to be the first in, in a number of important investments you see made by that partnership in growing the game here in North America between now and the 2031-33 uh, Rugby World Cups that are committed to come here. Um, because, you know, although those are, those are the greatest uh, sports events uh, in the world, as far as I'm concerned, but they're certainly uh, among the three largest in the world. And um, But to really get the full value out of hosting the Rugby World Cup in the United States, we, we need the market to be a little more ready for it than it is today. We need more people aware of rugby, uh, more people understanding it, more people uh, aware of its its culture and history and, and all the great things about the game. I see what uh -huh. you're doing here. I, I just, I, I, you're, you're not fooling anybody here with this answer. You're dodging yeah. it. You, you're really kind of dodging it. You did say except when, but <laughs> when you play them, what's the result that you want? 
I want Old Glory to crush everybody we play in MLR. So <laughs> that's yeah. what I wanted to hear. Yep, we're gonna have to. We certainly want to crush the anthem as well. <laughs> well fire yeah. in the belly. That's it. Yeah. All right. So New York franchise in 2025. Canada back. What's 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 the early skinny on that? So um, I can only look at at the fundamentals, which are. New York is an expensive market and a challenging market, but of course, it's one of the great markets in professional sports anywhere in the world. And I, I really can't believe we're gonna go uh, very long without a club uh, being in New York again. Um, Toronto, you can't say quite the same story about, but on the other hand, boy, what a great operation they had put together there. What a great infrastructure that remains there. Uh, how many great rugby players and fans are there in, in Canada? I think both those cities are going to have teams back within the next uh, next few years. All right. And I'd be remiss if I didn't have what we call the Sheehy Auto Stores pop quiz of the day. It's easy, it's Sheehy. And, huh. and quiz you because Paul Sheehy is your partner. You and Paul played rugby and still, yes, essentially have the cleats in the trunk to to play again or have you know and will. Buddy, buddy, I played on Saturday in Dublin, <laughs> Ireland. Just so you know, you did. I did. Oh I did. man, how's the ball? With uh, my old club, the Washington Irish, and they were kind enough to let me and a handful of other old guys. Uh, get a couple minutes on the pitch each while they were uh, struggling hard against uh, uh, Mossburn rugby. So it was a, uh, it was a good trip. So did you, what'd you play six? Yeah. Okay. Pretty, and, pretty much always. So yeah, I was on the blind side, did a lot of rucking, got a couple uh, uh good tackles, knocked on the ball a couple times. And, and uh, that was my day. And how did, how's the body? Uh, it's we're now three days later and the stiffness has definitely set in. I, I won't be doing this every weekend going forward. All right. But anyway, as per our Sheehy Auto Stores pop quiz of the day, you're on a very short list of American MLR owners that play or played rugby. Can you name the other American MLR owners that played rugby? Can I name all of them? That's a good question. Um, so I can definitely name... Uh, Eric Anderson and Alex Magleby in, in New England, uh, who, who were, uh, I believe, both Dartmouth um, players. Uh, and of course, yes, that's correct. With, this is correct. With, with USA Rugby. Um, Matt Satchwell in Chicago was a rugby guy. Oh. And Phil um, Groves is a late bloomer as a rugby guy. He's another owner, part of the ownership. Yep. yep. Okay, you're uh, on a tear here. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Shane Skinner's not in Seattle anymore, but he played a little. Um, Houston, uh, Mike Loya played, I want to say at Harvard or someplace like that. Um, and his partner, Marty. Oh, and of course, uh, um, oh, this Tim is the Falcon with, with yes. uh, Tim Falcon in New Orleans, who's... I think he still gets out and, and yeah, talks with the old boy sides from, from time to time. <laughs> All right. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Chris Dunlavey of Old right. Glory, D.C. Chris, thanks again for coming on. Thanks, Mac. Great to see you, man. Likewise. Don't go anywhere. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street.
This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? with Mr. Brian Ray, he of America's Rugby News. You can also find him confusingly as Ray's Rugby on Twitter or the or X. Brian, welcome back to MLR Weekly. Just uh, great to be here, Matt. Great to be here as I hide out here in Boston. What are you throwing some plates around, some metal? You're you doing some, some uh, squats? You're doing some military presses? What are you doing at the Free Jacks gym there? Yeah, no, I was just cold and outside and I came here, but nobody was here, but I, I kind of... You know, when I did visit here last year, I kind of snuck and uh, took it, uh, you know, I was peeking and found out the code. So I, I broke in and and here I am. Nobody's here yet, but uh, I'm sure Wooji will appear any minute to throw me out for wearing the San Diego hat. Wait, is you, you just say Wooji? It's Wooji. Okay. It's not, whatever. it's not, no, whatever. it's not whatever. It's like saying Brian and Brian. It's Wooji, not Wooji. I've been stalking the thing for a long time. So don't tell me. Okay. Potato, potato. No, it's not that either. Uh-uh. It's his name. It's Woodgy. Okay? Thank you. Please. Again, I'm stalking him, so I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but you're also looking to get your ass kicked in that gym because you're wearing a San Diego Legion hat. Yeah, not not wise. I, I have to admit, but, uh, you know, when the situation goes... What, you didn't have a Yankees hat? You have to do. <laughs> Yankees? Yankees? Yeah, my it's goodness. Boston. You're in freaking Boston. You wear a Yankees hat. You know, that's the same thing as wearing a San Diego Legion, except they beat them. If they This had... is probably safer, frankly. Yeah, that's definitely safer. And it's spe- specifically because San Diego lost to the New England no-names in the MLR Shield Championship. Looking forward to that Less rematch this year. That's right. That's right. All right. So what do you got for us today, Brian, from America's Rugby News? Well, I mean, it wasn't exactly a, a huge, big week of news. Uh, kind of the slowest one we had. How dare you? season of, of MLR. We did, though, uh, get some news about MLR match officials. Uh, they're under a new direction this season. Jonathan Kaplan, of course, the uh, South African tennis referee, did his three-year shift, and it came to an end at the end of the 2023 campaign. So uh, the new guy they brought in is uh, David Wilkinson. He's from Ireland, and he was their uh, kind of referee manager for a bit, a, a former professional referee himself. He's quite experienced in the uh, the Pro 14 and so on uh, up there. So, uh, you know, I'm certain that, that he's up to the task. And it's a joint agreement uh, with... Did he USA have anything Rugby. to do with the Scotland versus tri- uh, France finale with that non-try fiasco? Huh? Yeah. yeah, let's hope he was taking notes. What not to do at the end of a rugby game. My God. Uh, 
but yeah, so it's it, it's good to have him there. He's he's going to be working with uh, doing a bit of community work with uh, USA local referees as well. So that's good, and it's got some pretty good help with him. David McHugh and and La Roland uh, coming into helping him. Obviously, both vastly experienced referees. Both of them had been to three World Cups. I mean, uh, Elaine did the final. I think it was a 2007 that he did the final. So uh, yeah, certainly uh, there's going to be some good coaching. Uh, well, he also team. he also did Wales in in 2011 with the tip tackle on uh-huh. by Will Burton and and making them play 14 with 14 men for basically 55 minutes and then Lee Halfpenny almost beating and winning and beating France and winning it with that 70 yard attempt at mm. the end certainly remember the uh, the controversy of that call but um, yeah, I, I mean, these guys are going to be good. They're going to be helping this, this batch of uh, of referees that are, you know, that have been selected for MLR, the domestic ones. You know, some people have been, you know, maybe complaining a little bit, uh, giving out a bit about the the domestic referees. Um, you know, I think they've improved uh, certainly. In people the past are complaining about referees. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, but you know, at the same time, I, I looked at the list. There's only one new name on it. Well. They've all been part of MLR, but there's only one new referee really on the referees list. That's Amelia Luciano. Uh, she's been in a, uh, a TMO and an AR in MLR. We just haven't seen her in the middle yet. But, uh, you know, I am a little disappointed at the list, not for the people who are included, but just that there aren't a couple, uh, you know, other new names. Uh, it's always nice to bring in fresh blood. But, you know, again, uh, it kind of points to, you know, how are these referees getting developed? Uh, what do they have below them? Is it just college rugby, you know, D1 club rugby to help them get up to this? It's it's a big jump from amateur rugby up to the MLR level. Probably a bigger jump as a referee than it is, uh, you know, uh, as a player. So it, it's I tough. To differ. Um, I beg to differ. Because I could go referee an MLR match tomorrow. Okay. I would walk <laughs> onto the pitch. I'd pull the two head coaches and the two captains over at center, center of the field right in the middle of the field, and I said, I would say simply, gentlemen, I know the game of rugby. I am probably going to be horrible as the referee, but I'm going to be equally horrible. And anybody that yells at me or says a word to me out of turn, I'm walking 10, uh, and I'll march it down the field, okay? Brian, how about the preseason games? Any of it, Any of that stuff excite you? I mean, it's just about getting a look at uh, some of these new players coming in, uh, you know, looking at different combinations. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, there's still a few spots out there. I mean, look at some of these rosters. There's competition for spots and everybody wants to be in that starting 15 and opening day. So it'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, the likes of Chicago, you know, a lot of those guys, you know. I used to work in Chicago. (laughs) Indeed. You know how they'll put different 15s out in New England. There's competition for spots across the the roster. Kind of, you know, a couple other teams. You look at them, and you're like, well, you know, a lot of these positions are, are really quite decided. But, but no, I, I think there is some intrigue there, and uh, looking forward to seeing it. And uh, you know, it'll just be nice to see teams in those uh, MLR kits running out on the pitch again. Yes, it will be. And uh, let me ask you this before I let you go: Will Matt Gitto be in the starting lineup for the San Diego Legion? Yes. Opening day. Yes. With Ma'ananu. I don't see why not. I'm, I am. I am champing at the bit. I am ready to go. I am ready. I'm ready to put my cap on, throw my mouthpiece in, and miss some tackles. Maybe a That's- better question. Maybe a better question is: Will Matt Gitto and Ma'ananu be in the San Diego lineup at the end of the season? Yes. Yes, they're going to manage their minutes. 
and they've got the players to do that. Although Nano is just a freak of nature, and these guys are very fit. Gateau had a, a little bit of difficulty staying healthy with L.A., like missing a season, uh, but he's had some time off in the sun and the sand and keeping that body going. I think he's going to be okay. I think they're going to manage their minutes. I think these guys know what they're capable of. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so in your face. All right, on that note, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, Mr. John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, and Chris Dunleavy, co-owner of Old Glory DC, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other programs, including the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds, the college rugby wrap-up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.